Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode of our e-commerce show and today I'm here with the CEO and founder of Pebble Post, Jacob Ross from uh, New York, US. And uh, he, he will share the story of his uh, company, also how this can uh, help e-commerce businesses. On, if you go to their website, it promises that it can uh, achieve an amazing from 5 to 50x return on ad spend. And their focus is actually less digital marketing. Uh, they promise this uh, ROI without screens because they use direct mail and postcards. So today we will discuss about uh, this topic and this company. Hey, Jacob, it's good to have you here. How are you? I'm good, Daniel. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's start with a short personal story. If uh, anyone checks your LinkedIn, they can see your uh, previous companies and, and your past. And I also check your history. So you seem to be an experienced founder. This is, uh, you are a serial entrepreneur, it seems to me. And uh, I wonder, when did you come up with the idea of this company? And what was your uh, initial idea back then? Uh, it's a great question. And the, the one thing is, I am actually not the founder. I'm the CEO but I joined the company about four years ago. And I'll tell you that for my career, I really looked at um, you know, this wonderful world where digital marketing is taking over marketing as consumers spend more time online and our world gets more blended with digital and physical experiences. And over the last, I don't know, 20 years, it's been really fun and exciting being part of that revolution, seeing print magazines, start websites and then figure out how to move their print advertising to display advertising and the rise of ad exchanges and then all the acronyms that everybody's uh, so sick of talking about. And I think about five years ago, I met the Pebble Post founder, Lewis, who uh, and the team. And what I found there is a company that is on the on the sort of cutting edge of the next round of uh, revolution, which is that we're seeing that um, now off traditional offline channels are being reinvented. And so what Pebble Post has done, what got me super excited is that Pebble Post, Pebble Post said, okay, how does marketing best need to work? Well, let's take a couple dynamics together. One is where are consumers doing research when they're looking to buy, travel, get educated, et cetera. Um, they're doing it online, obviously. This is something that you know everybody would pretty much agree with, I think. So that's where the intent is expressed. And most of the um, performance marketing and ad tech and martech solutions use online behavior to design a more personalized, relevant experience for consumers, whether it's content or advertising. Um, the The second dynamic is 
where consumers make decisions. And um, I don't know where you are today, but I'm at home. Um, maybe you're at home. Maybe our yeah. listeners or observers are at home. Um, the home has become over the last 10 years, the headquarters for most major decisions. Um, whether it's what couch to buy, what car to buy, what vacation package to get, where to send your kids to college. I mean, a lot of those decisions are discussed and decided on living room couches and around dining rooms. So take those two things together. How do you figure out what consumers are interested and then reach them in an environment where they're making their decisions? And how do you do that in a way that is relevant to them? So they're not just getting barraged with messages. And how do you do that in a way that is respectful to them, which is a word that we don't often use in this industry, which is uh, this uh, idea that a brand will have to uh, engage with a consumer in a way where the consumer wants to walk them into their house, which is a very private um, environment. So anyway, that's the long version, I hope, of uh, uh, or the shorter version of Pebble Post, which is we invented um, uh, what we call programmatic direct mail, which is a way to engage with consumers at home with direct mail, but it's powered by this online intent and allows us to send more relevant messages to consumers in a way that is more relevant and respectful. And that's been super effective for a lot of marketers and a better experience for consumers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great summary of, uh, of your value proposition and also how the whole idea was created. So let's talk about the two pillars, acquisition and retention. And my company and our listeners, they mostly focus on retention marketing, mostly the digital channels, email, SMS, but uh, we also do some postcards. We discussed it in our earlier call. But let's talk about acquisition. So how do you use direct mails for acquisition? For acquisition. Um, so... The, the, what we do is powered by a big data asset. And so when we work with a brand and I would say, sorry for the background noise, I'm in Manhattan. No worries. Um, uh, what we do is we can see that, um, we, we know that the brands we work with and we work with um, retailers, technology companies, nonprofits, um, anyone who has a large website, a direct relationship with their consumer and some performance goal. Um, they know a lot about their existing customers, a lot. And that's what brands have developed this capability more and more over the years. What we can do is we can help them find other consumers that resemble their best customers. And so what we offer is we have two products that we consider acquisition. One is website retargeting, where we can uh, screen out any existing customer of a brand. And we can understand if somebody's going to a website um, they don't have to log in. We can figure out if they're highly interested in the product or service. And within 12 hours, we can get a postcard or some piece of mail out to them. And that happens automatically seven days a week. Um, and that is the, one of our core products that we've had for you know six, seven years. That's prospect retargeting. The other product that we have is called um, modeled audiences, where a brand will say, well, here are my best customers. Maybe they're high-frequency purchasers, maybe they're very high lifetime value customers, they'll share those records with us and then we'll build a model based on what other customers are doing, other consumers are doing that look and act and behave like those self-same 
best customers. And so in doing so, we'll build a prospecting audience for a brand to then go out and acquire new customers. And because we can understand what consumers are interested in, uh, we can understand uh, their purchase behavior, et cetera. It's a very effective way to acquire new customers. They have to be customers if you want to build these uh, similar audiences or only website visitors? Um, if you, What we do is uh, we can do both. So um, mm -hmm. uh, we can actually do, if they're website visitors, then we'll find them. We can, we can help brands engage with them again. Um, if, they are ex if they are totally new, we can help brands find them by using their best audiences. And if a brand has, you know, we work with some brands that are really focused on lead generation. Um, and those brands, what we'll do is we'll say, we'll share with us, if you can share with us your leads, then we can help you market to the leads that are the most engaged with your brand by understanding where the lead intent is the highest. Mm -hmm. So if a brand sends us, I don't know, 500,000 leads, then we can filter it down to the leads that are the most appropriate. And that saves a brand a lot of money because they don't have to waste time marketing to people who aren't going to respond. Yeah. I think uh, if someone is familiar with Facebook ads or online ads, then lookalike audiences is something very similar. So it's the same concept, but with, uh, with direct mail. Yeah. And also what I really like is that you are fast. So you said... Uh, even in 12 or 24 hours, you can target those people who, who made an action or, you know, they did something on a website, they visited the website, they purchased. So they, you are actually very fast. And I think that's yeah. rare. Yeah. So that's, that's great. Mm, also, I'm, uh, yeah, maybe let's talk about this, this speed thing. Like, how, how is it even possible? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. So, to take a step back, direct mail, uh, you, I love the title of this. If you think direct mail is dead, this will change your mind. Direct mail is a $40 billion channel just in the US. Mm -hmm. It is huge still. Um, and it's huge because it's hugely effective. And, um, and it would be incorrect to say that it is, um, that it is, uh, that it, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's given the digital advertising industry a lot of best practices. We owe a lot of the success of digital to principles that were developed and honed in direct mail. So direct mail is super effective. The challenge is the way that it's done, pre-printing, um, um, uh, mailings, doing manual modeling, um, building catalogs. It takes eight to 12 to 24 weeks to even run a campaign. And the challenge there is if you're looking to reach a consumer in their consideration cycle on their timeline and not on your timeline as a marketer, then that it becomes impossible. And so what we really focused on is taking the principles of programmatic, which is algorithmic machine learning to instantly determine the value, the predicted probability that a consumer will convert on an ad. Um, and then a vertical supply chain, which basically means that we, from the moment that a consumer shows interest or intent, everything flows through really quick. So you go to a website, you show a lot of interest, or you just have a bunch of behaviors that we deem valuable. We get a piece of mail out to you. Um, first class mail takes three to five days to arrive. So uh, we usually get there. And what we say is that we pick up where digital leaves off. 
Um, when you run a digital campaign, retargeting is instantaneous. Prospecting is pretty much instantaneous. Retention marketing is instantaneous. And so you see most of these conversions happen in the first 24 to 48 hours. So then we show up two or three days later and we sit on a dining room table for days or weeks. The impression is incredibly high impact. And so it's very complementary to digital channels. And a lot of the brands that we work with have built their businesses in digital and then they expand into all other channels like programmatic direct mail. That's how it, that's how it, uh, how it works. Yeah. I think if uh, anyone worked with, let's say, email marketing or automations, they understand how important timeliness is. And this is what we are talking about. Like uh, holiday campaigns, you have to send those at the right time. And email automations, for example, the reason why they have a higher uh, revenue per recipient, much higher than campaigns, because it's immediately activated. It's sent out immediately. Let's say right. somebody, I don't know, abandons their cart and then they immediately receive an email and they are still a hot lead. And same principle here. So I think timeliness is, is crucial and that's great. You can implement this in the offline advertising world as yeah. well. I, I, it's been a, it's been a really exciting, it's very difficult to build that, but it's been great. And it's the difference between going to your mailbox and getting something that you feel like is junk mail and going to your mailbox and seeing an offer in there and saying, Oh, I'm actually interested in this. And I'm going to decide to bring it into my house. Uh, we call it surviving the sort when you walk into your apartment or your house and you separate your mail into what you might want to keep or show your roommate or your spouse or whatever versus what you throw in the recycling bin. And if you can do that as a marketer, that's gold because a consumer has chosen to engage with you. And that is rare in marketing. Um, so it's fun. Do you do it yourself at home to... You know, you check your mails, direct mails, and you separate them. Hmm, actually, this is a good one. I learned something. <laughs> My wife thinks that I'm crazy because I, I check I, I check mail every day. I don't know that uh, I don't know that everybody does that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because you can kind of see, and if you get familiar with this world, you kind of get a sense for how a piece of mail arrived at you. What kind of signals were used, whether it's a marketing mail or an invoice or whatever, and um, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, there's a joke we used to tell or we still sometimes tell, which is, you know, 20 years ago, if you got a piece of email, you got really excited. You're like, I got an email, but now you're deluged with email. It doesn't mean it's not effective. It's just very popular. Um, and 20 years ago, your inbox was stuffed with all sorts of junk mail. And now, I've, at least my experience has been that um, the quality of the mail in your inbox has, in your in your physical mailbox has improved. Hmm. Um, and that's really important yeah. because, you know, we talk a lot about digital fatigue, how much time we spend online, uh, how hard it, it says, you know, there's research that says we see 10,000 ads a day, which is hard for me to believe, but that's what, that's what the research says. Yeah. yeah. And how many of those do we actually remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know the percentage, but majority of people, they have ad blockers in their browsers. So they just right. don't want to see ads. Yeah. 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 Consumers are voting with their ad blockers. And um, and that's that's something to take to take pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. um, we, so, we make it very easy to opt out, by the way, you know, for what mm -hmm. we do. 
Hey Budai Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. Okay. How can someone opt out of uh, direct mail? Uh, there's the national do not mail registry so if you just google you mm-hmm. know national do not mail you put yourself on a okay. list and then just the post office won't deliver any mail to you okay um and then each brand now that um uh you know ccpa is a you know regulatory re, you know yeah. regulation on the industry there's a lot of different regulations but at the end of the day a brand whether you're shopping at a large brand or small brand is responsible for you know respecting your uh, your wishes in terms of, um, notice and, uh, communication. So if you opt out at the brand level, you won't get messages from the brand. Uh, at least that's how it should work. Um, and if you opt out of mail, you won't get mail from us. Mm-hmm. So I know most of your, uh, customers, they are bigger brands. I can see on the website, Dyson, Casper, Gap, all of these big companies, And I'm wondering what's the minimum size of companies uh, that you work with. And let's say as a company, I want to build these, uh, you know, similar audiences that you mentioned. And uh, how much data do you need for that? How many customers? Oh, yeah. So we've so we've iterated a lot over the last I mean, the company six, seven years old and I've been here for four years and the the um What we found is that um, scale matters um, and mm-hmm. direct mail is interesting in that unlike a digital channel, it's not cheap to send a piece of direct mail comparatively, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not, you know, 10 cent costs per thousand or even $10 cost per thousand. It's, you know, the cost of a postage stamp in the U.S. is like 24 cents for one piece of mail, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it, so it's expensive, but it's, it works because the performance is so much higher. Um, so anyway, so what we what we say for brands to give you a, a direct answer is um, we want uh, we, we look for brands that have website volumes, you know, monthly unique visits of 500,000 or above. Um, that gives the algorithm lots of room to optimize and to get scale for a marketer. Um, we, uh, we try to work with brands that are diversified in their channels, um, because we've seen that brands that are too dependent on only one channel will have a lot of trouble if that channel suffers and Pebble Post and programmatic direct mail tends to be a lower funnel tactic, right? We do prospecting, but at the end of the day, you're not going to use us for traffic acquisition because it's yeah, just yeah. not cost effective. So we want to see that a, a brand has invested in, you know, building their website traffic, which is all that intent that consumers are showing. So anyway, 500,000 uh, uniques a month is a good a good baseline. And then, you know, our scaled brands are spending, you know, 750,000 to a million bucks a year uh, or up. And that's where we see them making a really big impact um, with, uh, with this channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And let's say if I have that traffic, let's say a half a million a month, then what what size of audience you can uh, generate for me i mean a similar audience like 1 million 10 million 50 million or it really depends on the niche it's a great question um 
You know, I would say one of the core things that we do is we figure out how to match a browsing event to a postal address and doing that in a privacy compliant mm -hmm. way. Um, so when you do that, you have to, there's a lot of factors involved, but in general, I would say about two thirds of, uh, we, we can match about two thirds of every browsing event. So if you have okay. a million folks that go to your website, we could probably match 600 or 700,000 of them to a postal address. And then some of those are going to be high value. Some of those are going to be low value. And so from a retargeting standpoint, you can kind of see how it flows through. Um, but it really depends on the advertiser's objective. So if you're doing prospecting and you give us a seed file, what we call, you know, your customer file of what you want to model off of, of, you know, let's call it 20,000 or 30,000 customers, we can create a universe of targetable audience as big as you need. Okay. Um, what we do with every brand we work with is we project performance. So before we even start a campaign, We'll work with them to understand their objectives. What are their KPIs? Is it a return on ad spend? Is it incremental lift? What are those things? And then we'll project what we think the performance would be. And our data science capabilities are extremely sophisticated at this point. So we're always, if anything, we're a little conservative. And then, you know, we'll run the campaign. So a brand knows exactly what they're getting and they can plan around mm -hmm. it. That's amazing. Yeah, you can predict the future success of the campaigns. Yeah. So if you, if I ask you to tell me one case study or success story, which one would it be? And, and what's the use case there? Uh, great question. Um, you know, I think where we've seen the biggest impact are brands like Majuri, which is a phenomenal luxury jewelry brand that has been a, a fantastic customer and partner of ours. Um, and what they've done is over time, they've tested into different strategies with us. So they started with, I think, retargeting, and then they added in a retention program, and then they added in pure upper funnel prospecting. And what they were able to do is by consolidating a lot of that with us, they made it a lot more efficient. So they didn't overexpose consumers to too many ads. And what we saw is through the whole funnel, you know, that whole consideration cycle of a prospect through to, you know, generating um, more loyal, more repeat purchases, um, that the return on ad spend was phenomenal. The incremental lift is phenomenal. We do a lot of uh, reporting for our brands to show them exactly how it works. And because everything's tied back to a postal address as opposed to a cookie or a, another mm -hmm. event, it's extremely accurate and extremely stable. So I would say Majuri doing a full funnel campaign with us, um, and that's a marketing program that kind of stays always on, has been uh, one of our, you know, uh, great, uh, great, great engagements. Yeah, even prospecting, right? You oh, yeah. said called prospecting. So that's, that's interesting. Um, I'm also curious, so because you are so fast with the creation of these direct mails, who creates the creatives? I know you have machine learning, but it, this means that, you know, some software that you have, it creates the whole creative or uh, you have copywriters, designers, maybe the clients, they have those. How does it work? Yeah, so we found the best way to do this is that the brands generally have digital assets or they've done direct mail before and they have direct mail assets. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we have a portal, they'll upload, we'll provide them best practices. We can do that before the campaign or the marketing program even starts. Um, and then what we do is um, the way that the flow works is basically once the program is live, 
um, we're, we're doing mailing every day. So every day we send a, we have an API integration to a printer network around the country. We don't own any printers um, mm -hmm. ourselves. And every day we'll send out a feed of all the um, households that should be mailed that day. That day, the printers will print and um, mail every single mail piece by noon that day goes out and then um, and then it arrives home a couple days later. Um, so it's a very seamless process uh, and uh, and we've gotten it down to a pretty a, a pretty precise science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by time. How big is your team, by the way? We have about 60 people right now. Six zero. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so we're all remote. Or remote. Okay. In the US? Mostly in the US? All in the US. Yeah. We, we, uh, our supply chain is the US Postal Service. So uh, we definitely are excited to expand beyond the US, but there's so much opportunity here today. Um, I think yeah. we just scratched the surface. So, um, so there's a lot more to go. Canada is probably the next uh, market that mm -hmm. we would enter into, um, uh, but um, probably not this year. Yeah, yeah. U US is a huge market, and I think probably the direct mail is, is still the biggest in the US. I think in Europe it's less, uh, and even it's a different topic, but, um, you know, when people knock on the door, door-to-door uh, -door sales, I think it's bigger in the U.S. as well. So yeah, yeah, just it's more personal and and it's it's a physical physical sales. It's just more popular in the U.S. than in Europe. That's my experience. Yeah. I have a friend who is half American, half European, and he built a business in the in the U.S. Um, based on door to door sales, and now he's trying in Europe, and it's harder. <laughs> That's yeah. what he yeah. said. So that makes so sense. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that um, postal, you know, mail services are very different country to country. Um, and then consumers receptivity to marketing mail is very different country mm -hmm. to country. Like in Japan, quite positive. In Europe, I think it would be tougher. Um, and so uh, and so it really depends on what that situation is. Also, data is very core to what we do, and data policies are different country to country. Yeah. We've built up a really scaled. I mean, our data asset um, covers 130 million U.S. households today, which is mm -hmm. pretty much everybody. And we've tracked $58 billion of commerce last year. Mm -hmm. So we see a lot of activity that allows us to deliver excellent services. If we were to open up in a new market, we'd need to build that asset in that new market and and we'd want to do that very carefully. Yeah, that's a big investment, not just yeah. in money, but in time as well. Yeah. I have one more question to you today. So what's the future of Pebble Post? Where are you heading in the next few years? What's, what are the plans? Yeah. Well, um, so we set out really to create a new category, which we called programmatic direct mail. And... I, I think at this point, we feel like we are the leaders in that category. Um, and uh, we have a great reputation in the market. We've done really well for brands. Um, we've held a very high standard for performance, privacy, everything. And I think that as we think about what our mission is as a company, um, we talk about it in this, in this way. Pebble Post is, um, means to be the leader in at-home marketing, um, engaging consumers at home, with relevance and respect. That is 
what we're here to do. And so the way to do that with, uh, is to build on top of the data asset and think about what are the ways that we can enhance consumers and marketers to interact in an environment that is very, as I said, private and, um, and important. So the future for Pebble Post is to continue to build our great business here, delight our brands, but also to think about ways to leverage our data to help brands and consumers touch, um, uh, create touch points in new ways. So mm-hmm. other adjacent channels are, you know, social, um, email, uh, connected TV. So you can think about ways where household and occupant-based targeting and measurement is, in a way, going to emerge as one of the leading solution types as cookies go away and um, regulation increases, et cetera. And so we're really excited to capitalize on that and help brands and help consumers create more meaningful experiences and mm-hmm. also keep relevance and privacy at the top of, um, at the top of our minds. Can you imagine that in the long run, you will expand into these other channels as well? You mentioned TV, maybe email. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity there. Um, our brands have been asking us to consider those uh, those adjacent channels. Um, you know, we are a uh, we have a very sophisticated enterprise technology in house, and so we'd want to build that carefully. Um, but um, but yeah, I think uh, when we talk next year, I'll have an update for you on that one. Mm-hmm. Amazing! It's a very familiar situation when clients are happy. And they ask for more, more services. But many times you have to say no because of your operations. You don't want to get too thin. Right, right. It happened to us in the past. We became too thin and then we have to, you know, retreat a bit, uh, stay with the core of our services. And I think that's important because, yeah, yeah that's, that's important. I think that is a wonderful sentiment, which is focus is everything. And one of my mm-hmm. mentors told yeah. me more companies die from indigestion than uh, starvation. So yeah. we're trying to stay focused. We have an awesome team and a lot of work to do. So, um, you know, it's good. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I wish you good luck with the company. And thanks, Jacob, for sharing your story and the company's uh, story today. Also, thanks everyone who listened to us today or will uh, listen to the podcast later. And uh, if anyone wants to work with you and find your company, where they should go, what's the website? Uh, just go to www.pebblepost.com and, um, and there's a little form on there or they can, you know, they can reach out to us at hello at pebblepost.com and mm-hmm. we'll get right back to them. Great. So we will also put these links into the description. And also, I will put a link in another link into the description, which is a a free 50 point uh, email marketing checklist. This is for e-commerce companies. That's what we use with our clients as well. And we made it available for our listeners. So make sure you check this out as well. And uh, thanks again, Jacob. Thanks again, everyone. And uh, stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you.